Welcome to Hidden Figures in History with Therese Boudreaux, where I reveal the incredible stories of legendary people nearly forgotten by our history books. Today I'll be talking about Countess Jeanne de Lamont, a French con artist and jewelry thief whose exploits further damaged the Bourbon monarchy and contributed to the buildup of the French Revolution. Born on July 22, 1756, Jeanne de Valois was a descendant of an illegitimate line in the royal house of Valois. Her impoverished parents were of ill repute and caused her to grow up begging on the streets with her two surviving siblings. What Jeanne lacked in economic standing, however, she made up for in beauty, wit, and conniving tendencies. She married Nicolas de Lamotte, a French police officer, in 1780, when she was 24 years old. She also managed to obtain a small pension from a kindly patroness who was the sister-in-law of the king. The ambitious Jeanne tried to enter high society and became a familiar face at the Palace of Versailles by 1792. It was during this year that the crown jewelers were caught in a major problem. They had finally finished creating an extravagant diamond necklace worth 2 million livres, or 400 million US dollars in today's currency. The problem was the original commissioner of the garish necklace, King Louis XV, had recently died of smallpox, and the intended recipient of the necklace, his mistress Madame du Barry, had been exiled by the king's successor. The jewelers tried to sell it to the new king, Louis XVI, by suggesting it could be a gift for his wife Marie Antoinette, but were denied. With no client available, massive debt threatened to swallow the desperate jewelers. Equally desperate, but for a different reason, was the disreputable Cardinal Louis de Rohan, who was obsessively seeking reconciliation with the new queen. By 1784, Jeanne had become Rohan's mistress, despite being married and already having another lover. She claimed that she and Marie Antoinette were close friends, and as proof, she forged letters, befriended a dubious clergyman who would back up her claims, and even set up a midnight garden meeting between the cardinal and a decoy of the queen. Jeanne knew about the extravagant necklace, and she realized that by manipulating the cardinal, she could get her hands on it. Jeanne told Rohan that the queen desired the necklace, but wanted to purchase it secretly so as not to fuel her reputation of extravagance. If, then, the cardinal arranged the purchase and delivery for her, he would regain Marie Antoinette's good graces, according to Jeanne. The cardinal fell for it hook, line, and sinker. The jewelers were relieved to finally sell the necklace, which was arranged to be paid for by installments. After Jeanne delivered a fake signature of Marie Antoinette's approving the deal, the jewelers gave the necklace to the cardinal on January 29, 1785, and he in turn gave it to Jeanne, who would, in theory, deliver it to the queen. Of course, that last step never happened. Jeanne whisked away the priceless jewelry, and she and her husband stripped the necklace of its diamonds, which were sold on the London black market. Jeanne had succeeded in pulling off one of the grandest jewelry heists in history, and the royal family was entirely unaware of the scam. After months had passed, however, the jeweler sent Marie Antoinette the first bill for the necklace that she supposedly purchased. Having no idea what it was about, she threw the bill away. After the jeweler sent a second bill and contacted the queen's lady-in-waiting, the monarchy finally investigated the situation. The cardinal was arrested on August 15, 1785, and imprisoned in the Bastille. After revealing how he had been duped, Jeanne and her accomplices were also hunted down and arrested. The trials began in May of 1786. The French parliament acquitted Cardinal de Rohan, but he spent the rest of his life in exile. As the mastermind of the scheme, Jeanne was flogged, branded with a V for Velus, or thief, and sentenced to life imprisonment. 
However, after only two years incarcerated, Jeanne escaped disguised as a boy and fled to London. There she published her memoirs, vilifying Marie Antoinette and further decreasing the Queen's favor with the public. Although the Queen was judged innocent in court, the scandal Jeanne had caused further damaged Marie Antoinette's and the Bourbon monarchy's deteriorating reputation. The incident was brought up as a charge against the Queen during her trial in the French Revolution. Jeanne de Lamotte died on August 23, 1791, by falling out of a window apparently trying to escape debt collectors in London. She was only 35 years old when she died. If you want to investigate this extraordinary person further, my sources for this episode include the article The Diamond Necklace by Charles Wood, the book Marie Antoinette and the Diamond Necklace from Another Point of View by Frederick Daubeny, worldhistory.org, Britannica.com, and the Chateau de Versailles official website. Thanks for listening to Hidden Figures in History with Therese Boudreaux, Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.